Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and I am joined again by Chris and Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, Steve. How's it going? How are you guys? Doing good. Good. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming back again. I really, really appreciate it. So today we are going to continue our two-parter from the previous episode. We were talking about Pokemon in the Olympics, which Pokemon would win different Olympic Games. Okay, so uh, the poll from last week's episode is still up. So if you have not listened yet, please listen, and you can go on Twitter and you can vote for the various Pokemon's. We had some really really interesting battles involving swimming. Uh, we also had tug of war, boxing, and also wrestling. Um, if you're keep, you know still voting, keep in mind that the Snorlax uh, argument is not the best. Don't focus on the eating part. Just to remind everyone what Dan's talking about, he kind of thinks that Snorlax will just eat everyone he wrestles, <laughs> and that's his only strength. So apparently that's a Don't good way. That. <laughs> that's a that's a it's a good way to win. Also, I had the results from a previous poll regarding our episode on which Harry Potter character would win Britain's Got Talent. Albus Dumbledore took the win with sixty-seven percent of the vote, and Minerva McGonagall followed behind with thirty-three percent of the vote. If you have not listened yet, please go back and listen to it. It was a really fun episode. We did it in honor of the newest addition to the Harry Potter canon, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I thought it was a really, really good uh, story and very interesting as well. So if you have not already, please go back and listen to that episode. Okay, so uh, before we get started, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to uh, give us a shout-out, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leaving and leave a rating for us on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Okay? So before we get started, last time we were talking about some Pokemon-related topics, so I'm going to pose this question to you, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite Pokemon game? I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say. Favorite game? Like, favorite Pokemon game. Like, gener- I don't want to say generation necessarily, but, like, if you had to choose, if you had all of them and, they, and you could pick question. which one to play... Which one would you play? Or which one maybe resonates with you or brings you back the most memories? Well, I, I started with Pokemon Red version, so that has a lot of, like, high nostalgia factor for me. Okay. But I guess if... I wouldn't want to really replay it, because it... I mean, it seems dated. The original's in black and white, mm-hmm. although they did re-release it in color. Right. And I actually like having more Pokemon, like, in some of the newer versions where they've added them. Some of the newer ones have also been um, in, in three dimensions, and I think that's pretty cool. So... I guess my answer would be two parts. Okay. Pokemon Red for nostalgia factor, but just the most recent Pokemon for what I would want to play, probably. Okay, because it's more updated and has cooler stuff. Yeah. Okay. Dan, what about you? I'm going to side with Chris on the nostalgia. I feel like when I played Red in college, it was like, it just spoke to me. Like, bringing well, you back. Well, well, yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, I recently played uh, the first hour or so of it the other day, and I 
of of red. Of red. Okay. Yeah. Was that in research for this podcast? No, it was just playing some Pokemon Go, loving it, and uh, wanted the nostalgia again. Nice, awesome. Yeah. The first one I ever played was Pokemon Gold, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I was an idiot, and I didn't know. I thought the game saved automatically. So every time when I would turn on my Game Boy Color and I'd have to re-go through Professor, I think it was Professor Elm at that point. Maybe not Professor Oak. I think it was Elm. And I, I was I was so upset because I had to you know pick my uh, Totodile again and go through the process, and I just got so frustrated until my one friend's like, "You have to hit save." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." It happened to you more than once. And it you- happened multiple. I thought there was something wrong with the game. I honestly oh. had no idea. Oh. I'm gonna admit it. I was stupid. Um, and then. I got my Game Boy Advance SP. And if anybody remembers the Game Boy Advance SP, it's kind of it's the one that flipped up. You could charge the battery, and it also had a backlight, which was amazing. That was a big deal. I remember that. That, that is still my favorite Game Boy. I mean, that's the last Game Boy I've ever gotten, so I haven't really had much experience with the new ones. But when I see like a, like a 3DS or a DS, I just think back to the SP, and I say, oh, that was my favorite. And on that, I had Pokemon Ruby. Mm. And I loved Pokemon Ruby so much. That's where it got in, uh, the game was in color. Uh, so you had that aspect of it. Uh, you also had the different kinds of bicycles, which were cool. Mm. Um, they had the really, really fast one, or you had the one that could do tricks and go in different spots that the other one couldn't. You could also run, which was really, really convenient also, uh, in case your bike couldn't go over certain areas. And I think it really just upped the ante for Pokemon games. And Ruby, is, pro- I would say, is my favorite Pokemon game. I really, really enjoy it. I know it's not like the originals. I know the originals, the first ones, are like considered the best. I still love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ruby just brings back the same thing, that nostalgia factor. My SP when I was younger was my favorite thing in the world. Yep. It had cool legendaries, too. Yeah, you had a Rayquaza. Yeah, Gr- Grudon was the Ruby. Grudon, and then, and then Kyogre was the blue, it was Sapphire. Sapphire. Yeah. And then you had the three Regis, the Regice. They were in that one, too? Reggie Steel and Reggie Rock. Those were the three of uh, the legendaries. So, I, yeah, I mean... I still remember to this day. I loved it so much, and I never played Pokemon after that. Like I didn't do. Uh, I think Red, Fire Red, and Leaf Green came out after that, and then they also had after that. That's where you started getting into like the XYs, I guess. There's been XY. There's been Black and White. Black and White. They did a Black and White too. Yeah, I didn't. I never played any of those. I don't know. I haven't heard if they're good or bad. I've heard of some of the Pokemon, like Trubbish, who's like a trash bag. I heard that was pretty. Some silly. of the Pokemon have gotten a little weird yeah like unoriginal yeah i know the new one um is like and it has a new uh pokemon that's like a mimic of pikachu and the internet's like going crazy Uh oh interesting don't mess with pikachu no do not mess with pikachu uh okay so uh before we get into the fights that we're going to do today chris and uh you you wanted to bring yours up later dan or do you want to bring yours up later later okay cool so uh chris has some just some fun facts about pokemon in general yeah and they are not fun facts they are Frankly, they're scary facts. Uh oh! Like the world of Pokemon is not a place for children, I would say, and it's partly due to some of these Pokemon. And it's a shame because the entire premise of the series is a young child going out on his own to f- battle the world of Pokemon. Yes. Ash just be ten years old. Something like that. Yeah, I think he's ten. I'll, I'll check that out while you're uh, saying your facts. So uh, I have I have four different Pokemon that are frankly just horrible, frightening Pokemon. So the first is Lampent, who is basically looks like a lamp. Was that, the, was that the, the, the fish Pokemon, right? No, no? he looks like a lamp. Oh, okay. Like, picture a lamp. Okay. And then add eyes and a mouth. Got it. Like the Pixar lamp? Uh, no, not that kind of lamp. Like a street lamp. Okay. Um, this is from Pokemon Black 2. 
and the spirits it absorbs fuel its baleful fire. It, it hangs around hospitals waiting for people to pass on. Is this the one that has like ghost looking fl- uh, or like uh, ghost looking flames? It might. Okay, it might be that one. So basically, he like absorbs your soul. Okay. Dang. So that's that is pretty dark for a very dark. And some of these get darker, frankly. So there's a Pokemon named Yamask or Yamask. I don't pronounce any Pokemon correctly. I'm pretty sure he's from Pokemon Black, and he was like kind of like a black face carrying a mask. Okay. So each of them carries a mask that used to be its face when it was a human. Ew. Sometimes they look at it and cry. What? So somehow humans are turning into these Yamask Pokemons. And then, obviously, being very upset about it because they're crying and they carry around their face. Oh, very creepy. That's really weird. Then there's Drifloon, who kind of looks like a balloon. I think he's purple. He has like little string arms. Uh, it is whispered that any child who mistakes Drifloon for a balloon and holds on to it could wind up missing. So it's a kidnapper. This Pokemon kidnaps children. Oh my gosh. Oh. These another description of Drifloon was these Pokemon are called the signpost for wandering spirits. Children holding them sometimes vanish. There's here I have pulled up a picture right now and it's a little girl holding on to Drifloon and it looks like she could be being pulled away. She's gone now. Wow. And then on the lighter side there's a Pokemon named Darumaka. And here's his description that I just pulled off of Bulbapedia from some Pokemon version. Darumaka's droppings are hot. So people used to put them in their clothes to keep themselves warm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Wow. It, it looks like it has an evolution, unless this is just, like, fan-made. Yeah, I think he does. I think that's yeah, right. I don't know what it is. Actually. Yeah. Huh. He's like a little red puffball. Oh, that's the... Daramaka. Yeah. And his evolution is Daramanitan? Kind of looks like Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. I can see that. Mm. I really can. Whoa, look at some other of these Pokemons. Sandile, Crocodile. Wow, maybe I should get back into Pokemon. Oh, you should. It's great. Yeah, there's a lot of Pokemon the, the now. newer ones. I'm sure there's tons, yeah. Play the new one that comes out at the end of this year. only unfortunate thing is I don't have a 3DS or a, I don't know what, what platform they're on anymore. All right, well, if you're listening to this, send Steve a 3DS so he can play Pokemon. <laughs> Please do. I'll take total advantage of that. I'll take one, too. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for those fun facts, Chris. You're welcome. I was able to find out Ash's age. Ash is 10, confirmed. So he is a young kid going out into this world of Pokemon. Learn the harsh realities at a young age. You might as well, right? All right, so um, in case this is the first time you're listening to our Olympic-themed episode, what we're doing is we're picking three Olympic games that are currently in the Olympics, and we're putting Pokemon in them. So which Pokemon would do best in these different events using their powers, uh, using their different abilities, using their strengths, and playing on the other Pokemon's weaknesses. Or just eating them. Or just eating them if you are a Snorlax. <laughs> and we are also going to do one Olympic game that is no longer in the Olympics anymore. It is discontinued, and that's going to be at the very end of the episode. Okay? So, the first one we have today is weightlifting. Weightlifting. Me too. Me too. I'm excited. All right. So, Chris, who'd you pick for this? I have a non-traditional weightlifting Pokemon. I've gone with Magneton. Okay. He is three Magnemites connected together, which is a bit of a cop-out for a Pokemon. But a Magnemite is basically a, I don't know, spherical metal ball with a magnet attached to it. With eyeballs. And eyes. Yep. Pretty simple. And imagine three of those connected together. Easy enough. Dan, who'd you pick? I went with Machamp. And uh, we already talked about Machamp in the last episode, if you didn't catch that. Machamp is the third in the evolution of 
Machoke, and then Machop. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's pretty BA. So we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. And Steve? I picked Graveler. Graveler is the... He evolves from Geodude, which is actually a pretty cool evolution because you think of Geodude, he's this rock with no legs and two arms. He evolves into this rock, which is essentially Graveler, uh, which is the bowler from Indiana Jones and, with four arms and eyes. Did he play the bowler from Indiana Jones? I don't think so because Raiders came out in 1980 and Graveler was probably invented in the 90s, unfortunately. Uh, one so. thing that's interesting about him when I was researched that he can choose to bring in his legs and then float. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. He yeah. can float? He can float if he takes up his legs up. Yeah. Kind of like how Geodude. Does he, how does he float? Well, Geodude can just float. Like... In the air? Yeah. Yeah. Like he can hover? Yeah, he, that's how he, he doesn't, like, this walk Poke around. These Pokemon can defy gravity? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never knew that about which, them. Which helps when you're trying to lift things. Wink, wink, weightlifting. All right, so. <laughs> uh, so what, what, why why Magneton? Which is kind of like an untraditional pick. You know, you think you um, and I, Dan, we, we picked bigger Pokemon with stronger. Four arms. Both of ours have four arms. He has four arms. Four Magneton, appendages. He has Magneton four arms. doesn't need arms. He has like two legs. He has four arms. What yeah, are you he, does. About? he has four arms. He has uh, four arms and two legs. Okay. okay. Graveler does, I think so. Yes, I think he does. Confirmed. Yes. Uh, Magneton doesn't need yeah. arms and legs because he has mag magnets. See, I felt like this is this. Okay, I'll let you explain a little more, and then I'll go into it. Are Are you saying? All right. Here's what Here's what I'm saying. The Olympic bar is a steel bar. He's going to be able to use his magnets to just. Uh, that's a pretty strong magnet, though. He has very strong magnets. How strong? I couldn't really find any data. Are you pulling a Steve and just shouting out random things and claiming uh, this fact? I guess partially. <laughs> I mean, he can, like, shoot electricity out of him, I think. So they okay. got to be some pretty strong magnets, because magnets don't normally do that. Yeah, but that has to be a really, really strong magnet. They're really, really strong magnets. How like, strong? Well, I mean, he evolved from magnemite, and then... So, but just because it's one magnet combined into three... Yeah, it's three times as strong. But and how we need the base strength, though. All right, let let me get back to you on that. See <laughs> okay. what you guys find. So I okay, tried doing fine. the same research, and I could not find. Um, I couldn't find the strength of like a magnet. I couldn't find because magnets, I think, are they had they have the unique unit. I don't know how yeah, I can translate into other words. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I think it was like using Tesla. I think it was like. Like 10 to the 16th Tesla, I think I guess all was the highest. Um, but anyway, so I feel like first off, we're going to go with that whole argument. Say he can, he can lift the same as everyone else. I feel like that is, to me, not weight lifting. I think that's, just, that's something completely different and that should be disqualified. So what are we qualifying as weight lifting? I, they that's have a to fair point, but he can move up. the weight up and down. So is that based on his? So I'm saying with his ability, pick things up, put them down. Essentially, is this a uh, yeah, Planet Fitness? Uh, so I was doing some research on hidden medicines (HMs) uh, as we were talking about, like in last week's episode. Mm -hmm. We we declared that they are not Pokemon enhancement drugs. So or this was a leading question. Ph PhDs uh, and. HMO4, which is also known as strength. So if you are weightlifting, you need strength. And both Graveler and Machamp have that. So I'm going to give that to you. But Magneton does not have strength. He does not have the ability to use HMO4. 
He doesn't need it because he's using the forces of magnetism. That's not how the force works. Not that force. Oh, okay. <laughs> I found a little bit about mag- magneton's powers of magnetism. Okay. But like Dan said, it's hard to convert this into something meaningful. But for what it's worth, the force, the magnetic forces that hold the three magnemite together is powerful enough to dry up all moisture and raise the temperature 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit within a 3,300-foot radius. So he can change the weather? That's what I'm saying. Magnets... Magnet somehow is drying up moisture? That's a strong magnet. But is there moisture that's being dried up on the bar? I'm that's just for a comparison to show you how strong the magnet is. Okay. Like okay. if it's strong enough to do that, imagine lifting out the pieces of metal must be easy for it. I think you're comparing apples to oranges. Only because I don't have a conversion factor of moisture drying to magnet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So apples, that, the, yeah. so apples to oranges. Um with me, with Machamp. Machamp it's very it has a lot of interesting things that you guys didn't bring up last episode. So one arm alone can actually move mountains, according to Bubblepedia. Plural or singular? How could it move more than one mountain at a time? According to Bubblepedia, it is mountains. Well, I guess mountains. it doesn't have to be at the same time. It could move a mountain and then another mountain later. Mm-hmm. This is true. Also, another thing you guys another thing you guys did not bring up is that um, Machamp and Machoke also have a belt. Um, the belt on, uh, on them has a uh, it's actually put on there by humans this is, the, this is what the people say put on there by humans to hold back their energy um, apparently without it the Pokemon is actually unstoppable okay so are you taking the belt off so if he's destroying the world if the forearms lifting up these these weights because one, one alone can move mountains because if all four now moving do you think they could dry up all the moisture in a thousand meter radius, though? Oranges. We're talking about apples and oranges here. <laughs> so anyway, because one can move mountains. Now all four together, lifting that same amount of weight, and then if they need to, take off this belt. Unstoppable. I feel you guys don't have. That sounds really strong. Yeah. I wish does... I knew how to convert moisture drying to magnet lifting power. Here it says that Machamp appears to be based on a bodybuilder or a wrestler. I feel like he might have been a better pick for wrestling. Bodybuilder. Yeah, but that's different from weightlifting. Weightlifting is trying to show how strong you are. Bodybuilding is trying to show how good looking you are. But he can move a mountain with his arm. So One, he's pretty ma- strong. Apparently mountains. Exactly. Don't forget he said. That is tough to compete with. That is pretty uh, tough to compete with. Uh, Dan, I'm going to say you, you, you do have a good pick. Yeah, it sounds good to me. But we'll let the listeners yes, vote. Yes, the true, the true vote is the, the listeners. I hope there's a magnetic engineer listening to this who's like, oh, I know how strong that magnet is. He could lift, like, eight mountains. What was that, Dan? Oh, Machamp's just going to eat other Pokemon? Okay, thanks for the <laughs> idea. Cool. No, he's going to take his belt off and just destroy the world. Because he's, he's a loose cannon. Loose cannon. All right, so after wrestling, we have gymnastics. Wait, did you really say, did you say why your Graveler would win? Or are you just giving up on Graveler? Uh, Graveler has four arms. Uh, he has the ability to use strength. Okay, yep. so, so the same, there we go. The same thing, same had... thing as Machamp, but Machamp can move mountains. Okay, yeah. Sorry. It's but, fine. Didn't you also say that the whole levitating thing? What was that? If he could levitate, it's pretty cool. That's, just, that's like <laughs> magic. Like that really blows is. my. That's the most mind blowing thing we've talked about. I think. That he's able just to pick up his he's, legs and he's float. Just a rock, but somehow he can float. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's defying the laws of and gravity. Apparently. Apparently, is that uh, Graveler, when he's, like, climbing up mountains, he, like, gets in- the nutrients by eating rocks. Okay. 
So if he's on a mountain, though, and then Machamp punches it, then Graveler's <laughs> gone, so... Yeah, you got it. You got it on that one. <laughs> well, let's not underestimate the forces yeah. of magnetism that are hard to confirm here. Or the fact that Graveler can float. So then, I'm confused. So, his Magneton then evolves into something else. No, that's a no, final, that's a final, final evolution. evolution. Unless they have a Mega Yeah, unless there's a new I one. There's, I think there's a third. I'm looking up right now. Like a second generation or a third generation. I don't think so. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wouldn't be second or third. Maybe later, though. It evolves from Magnemite starting level 30 and evolves into Magnezone yeah. when leveled up in either Mount Coronet, Charged Sten Cave, Callus Route 13, or New Mauville. So, I'm if letting that's this the case, I have never seen this Pokemon. Me neither. It's this like is a Magnezone. Yeah. So never like, seen if, that. If Magneton can dry out something, then what is this? What can this do? Like he looks basically silly. He looks like a spaceship. He looks weird. Yeah, I think yeah. he's modeled after his saucer or something like that. That's what he looks like. So they did a good job. But he's not one of the original 150. So I yeah. no, didn't even he was look like into that. something I saw. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. So gymnastics. Who would you pick there, Dan, for gymnastics for the Pokemon Olympics? I went with Prime Ape. Okay. Um, Prime Ape is the evolution of Mankey. Yep. Uh, Prime Ape uh, <clears throat> has also gloves on him, but I feel like the gloves is um, not important. I'm just trying to give you guys some, uh, <laughs> some visual. Some visual. Yep. Um, he has very good balance and hand-eye coordination, and is used to swinging from tree to tree. Okay. So I feel like that translates very well to uneven bars and um, the the rings. I feel like that's like a perfect translation. Did you say if you can't tell from his name, he's basically like a monkey? He's he's an ape. He's basic. Uh, he's evolves from monkey, which is a play on the words of monkey. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't get that before. Sorry, I'm handsome. joking. Um, so yeah, and he has ape in the in his name. So uh, he is basically anything that you can think of of swinging back and forth. Um, Ooh, I do notice he doesn't have fingers. I was just going to say that. How is he going to grab the rings if he has boxing gloves for hands? He can kind of grip. He can loop them around. Yes, he can loop around. That's what they said about Jason Pierre-Paul with his uh, <laughs> glove hand, and that really didn't work out for him. That's a New York Giants player, by the way, who uh, blew off his like three fingers on the 4th of July a year ago. Fireworks. And is like he now he has to wear this giant oven mitt when he plays football. Um, so yeah, so I think yeah, Mankey's not going to be able to grip even as a monkey. He doesn't have a lot of toes. He has yeah, one. He has two toes. It's hard to tell if he even has opposable thumbs. I I don't think he does. I think he does. I think if he wasn't, then let's he see wouldn't if be I named. can. Let's look at different. Uh, maybe pictures. that's just not a great picture. Uh, let's see. They're using their tails. If you're an expert on primate and you're listening to this, please tweet us and tell us if primate has opposable thumbs. I feel like if he didn't have opposable thumbs, he wouldn't be an ape. Well, maybe but he's not. also a Pokemon. He's not an ape. Just throwing that out there. That's a good point. Yes. He's a pig monkey, it says. So maybe he's more pig than monkey. That, yeah, could be. And he's a fighting style Pokemon. So I'm going to tell you this, Dan. I think he showed up for the wrong event. Not gymnastics. I actually do think Primeape's a good choice. I mean, you know, wait. Does he not even have a tail? No, he does. You can't see it in this photo, but in other photos you can see he's hanging down from All a tree. Right. So I, I think he's going to have some Mankey. skills, actually. Oh, thanks, Dan. That's right. No, that's a Primeape. It's Primeape. Right That's there. Oh, so Mankey. Okay, so it looks like he doesn't have a tail. We're not sure if he has a tail. If you are a primate expert, please tweet at us so that way we can know if primate has a tail or not. But Shape also, please include your credentials, like if you went to Pokemon College or something, so we know that your information. So is you're legit. <laughs> and please submit a copy of your transcripts and a photo of your diploma. Okay, uh, I picked Pikachu. 
I'm interested by this choice. I'm not really sure what you're going to go with here. I was surprised as well. So, did you say your pick yet, Chris? I have not. Okay, so I'm going to wait to get into the statistics and stuff. So, Pikachu uh, is very uh, light, which is very beneficial. If you look at gymnasts, they are usually a little smaller. They usually weigh not as much. Pikachu weighs 13.2 pounds, or 6 kilograms, and he's also 1 feet 4 inches, or 0.4 meters high. And I think this is very important when it comes to gymnastics. He has the cute appeal. Very you, cute. I agree. You want to have, you know, when they see this little Pokemon running around, or even in the Olympics, this gymnast going around, you want to be like, oh, they're adorable, and they're doing a good job. He's going to get the crowd cheers from that, but I don't know if he's going to get the judges' marks from, yeah, from that. Yeah, well, judge. I will. Uh, I don't no think the, the I don't think. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we haven't gotten into the statistics yet, yes. so I will let that wait, and then I'll let the Russian judges decide. Chris, go ahead. Well, I was hoping you guys wouldn't be too upset with my choice for this because I chose I, Ditto. I feel like this choice is not. I'll let you decide. Sorry. Well, uh, Steve, I meant to tell you, you didn't really describe Pikachu for people who don't know who Pikachu is. If like maybe they. Sure. Uh, so if you don't know what Pikachu looks like, you have, like Chris said... You probably don't know anything about Pokemon. Exactly. Probably shouldn't be he is essentially a yellow mouse, and he is the face of Pokemon. He is pretty much their mascot. He is probably the most recognizable Pokemon, I would dare to say. I would agree. Um, and he is, yeah, he's a small yellow mouse, and he has electric powers. Thanks, sorry. Just didn't want to forget. No, thank in you. Case someone was like, who's Pikachu? I never heard of him. I appreciate that. Ditto is kind of a little purple blob. Yeah, and his thing is he can transform into other Pokemon. Mm -hmm. That's all he can do. Now I don't know too much about Ditto. Can he use their powers also? He can. Yes, he gains their abilities when he transforms into them, I believe. But okay. not the strength. But not the strength. What do you mean? So what I understood was he cannot mimic the strength of another Pokemon, but he will adapt the form and abilities of his foe. So basically, oh, he can enough. do it, but he can't do it as well. Okay. And and importantly is that. He only can mimic off of what he sees or memory. Okay. So if he thinks of another Pokemon, he only can do as well as he remembers it. Oh, that's fine. Now, are you are you choosing Ditto to transform into another Pokemon, or are you choosing Ditto to stay as Ditto? I'm choosing Ditto to transform into the Pokemon to specialize in each gymnastic event. Ah. Because I think that there's going to be different strengths Pokemon for different events, such as floor, bars, pommel horse, or vault. Okay. And he can specialize... So do you have Pokemon pick that he could go into those I have ones? I have a few. Okay. So, like, for example, the floor exercise, you have you have to do a lot of flipping around, tumbling around. Great for Primeape. Got it. It would be great for a Primeape. And Ditto could transform into Primeape if he wanted to give a totally average Olympic show. But I think Ditto can take it up a notch by transforming into Mr. Mime. So Mr. Mime seems to have a circus background. He, so he's probably, like, a skilled uh, performer probably knows a little bit about tumbling and gymnastics here's the other thing he can do he can literally create like walls with his fingertips like so he's miming he's really creating walls okay so they're invisible so imagine like a gymnast just like running and like he could do jumps off of invisible walls he could get higher than other like uh, um gymnasts like he could do flips like 30 20 feet in the air but there aren't invisible walls in the olympics because well he can make them but that's not part. He can't go in and just change the course to fit. He, he himself. can do it like so. So here's here's the scenario. He he runs down the mat. He does a flip while he's in the air. He uses his hand. He creates a wall. He lands on that. Jumps up higher. Like for everyone watching, it looks like he just did like a double jump or something. Okay, I'm seeing what you're saying. Now. He could do tricks that have never been seen before at the Olympics. And it's also defying physics. But that since that is his power, it works. 
Exactly. Okay. It was briefly touched upon how he does it. He vibrates the air. He vibrates molecules with his fingers. In order to create an invisible barrier. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, like, he, some of the other things that I think he'll really go above and beyond on is, like, the bar uh, exercises. Uh, horizontal bar, uneven bar, parallel bars. Mm-hmm. Maybe not parallel bars for this. So, imagine Primeape again. He's going to be great. Primeape's going to give a very standard performance of good work. But, again, Ditto can go above and beyond by transforming into a Pokemon, like, Tentacle, Tentacool or Bellsprout or Bulbasaur who can shoot out vines. Because he's going to be shooting these vines out to different poles, to different to the different bars, and swinging around, and he could, like, shoot one vine to one, and he could he could do un, unheard of manu- moves by, by doing this. Now, the one thing that I have, the one problem I have with this is that if, if this is Ditto that's doing this, when they're seeing it, they don't see it as Ditto. They see it as another other Pokemon, so they might think, "Oh, wow, this bubble, this this Venusaur or whoever is doing great," when actually is a bit misattributed. Sounds like identity theft to me. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a number identifier on, so he's going to be wearing the same. I mean, like, what defines a Ditto's soul, really? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> it's the same Ditto. It just the, someone will just have to tell the judges, like, "Hey, that's Ditto." And what happens when uh, Ditto sees another Ditto? He doesn't have to transform into everything he sees. Now, what happens in the very rare instance that your Ditto has never met, met a tentacle? This Ditto has traveled the world of Pokemon. He's been all over Kanto and Johto and the new places. I don't know. Okay. And he even played Pokemon Go. So he's like a very <laughs> so he knows educated Ditto. Okay. And worst case scenario, worst case, he can just watch you guys do what you do and copy it. But it's not as good. Maybe. I want to get into some statistics here that I was doing some research on. On, on Pikachu. On Pikachu, Ditto, and Primeape, okay? okay? So I looked at some three skills that I think are very necessary for gymnasts. I okay. looked at stamina, skill, and the ability to jump. Okay. I think all gymnasts should have varying levels of those, but usually greater than not so great. Can you go through again, again? real quick? Was that? The three. What yeah, were they? stamina, so the ability to keep mm-hmm. going and last longer. Skill, just overall skill in the sport that you're doing, and jumping. You're doing a lot of jumping in gymnastics. Is this this skill the same skill that they're referring to? What's that? Is this is this jump the same jump we're referring to in the Olympics? You mean? No, the skill. Is the skill like the same skill that you'd be using? It just says skill. Okay. So what do you mean? It says you thought of these? No, 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 no. These were on. These are on Bulbapedia. Oh, yeah. These are. I didn't just make these up. These. Actual numbers I'm about to read out are on Bulbapedia under pretty, the three of these. I'm not with down. That's that's pretty broad. Like skill can mean a lot of things. That's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> so stamina, Pikachu is three out of four stars. Ditto, two out of five stars. What does that even mean? Bulbapedia has it written on there. Going off of there, I believe it says um, some kind of Athlon uh, skills. Here, I'll look it up right now. I have it on here. While you're doing that, I think here we- it is. Pokeathlon stats. And considering this is a like a pokeathlon essentially, I think that's fair. So for stamina, Pikachu has three to four, Ditto two out of five, Primate two out of three. Wait, wait, Ditto's out of five and everyone else is out of four? I don't know why they do that. And wait, someone so, else was so out take, of three? So take it out of percentages. So Pikachu's percentage of what? These are the most misleading <laughs> statistics. It's on Bulbapedia, something that all three of us have been using to further all of our arguments this entire but episode. This is very misleading. They're using different scales. They're using some type of star system. It has uh, pokeathlon stats. I'm sorry. 
Skill, Pikachu, three out of four. Ditto again, two out of five. Primeape, one out of one. So that one's actually pretty good. Hey. I'll, I'll give you that. That's 100%. I'll give you that. Jump for Pikachu, three out of four. Ditto, two out of five. Primeape, two out of three again. So Primeape, I feel he has a shot. Ditto going off of these stats, considering he's t- he keeps his own stats and he doesn't get the stats of other Pokemon, he's going to be stuck with two out of five from the Pokeathlon stats. But I feel if you're using this, it's only... <laughs> okay, you're just only furthering my point. Because Pikachu, first off, can't do half the stuff that... What are you talking about? That he has thumbs. Um, he has thumbs. Can he reach... Like, can he can even he... reach the bars yes. on rings? Can he hold both rings? Oh. Yeah, why not? How tall is he? How tall is Pikachu? I just said, he's like, he's one, like, foot like uh, one foot tall. So, so what's his wingspan? He can probably reach like, probably about, like one, two feet. About two feet. We could say, we'll round it up to two feet. How far are the rings apart in the Olympics? Uh, that I do not know. I imagine a lot I think they're a little feet. farther. Well, it depends. It depends? We've been changing the Olympics for all these things we're oh, doing. Oh, now you're changing I haven't, I'm, not changing, I'm not changing the Olympics. I'm just saying that we've modified these courses so many times. We haven't changed anything. We've been uh, using uh, original this Olympic is the same thing in Gyarados. If we had a Gyarados-sized pool. Oh, the deeper pool? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we did not allow that. But Pikachu would be able to jump. He'd be able to do the twirls, the spins, everything he needs to do, no problem ask. And if worse comes to worse, he could electrify the bars and hurt another Pokemon. Again, we're going with the argument of hurting someone else to win. I didn't say eating, though. Well, we'll let the the viewers... uh, We'll let them decide. Yeah. But, you know, wrapping my argument up here, he's got that Q factor. You want to see a Pokemon that you're going to, like, gush over and be like, aw, and you're really, really rooting for? Pikachu is that Pokemon because everybody is also well-known of who Pikachu is. He'd he'd be a fan favorite. I I think that's Mm -hmm. fair to say. Yes. But I don't know if that helps your marks by the judges. Yeah. I mean, if he's a fan favorite, those judges are also fans at heart, or else they would not be judges. If they didn't care about the sport... They would not be But they're going to be impartial when they judge. Correct. Correct, as they're supposed to be. But when they're looking at the skills and the numbers, Pikachu's got it. According to weird star-based statistics. On Bulbapedia. All right. Do you guys have any other wrapping up arguments you want to do before we move to our next uh, competition? No, I don't have anything else for gymnastics. I think I said everything I needed to say. All right. Let's move on. All right. So this is going to be our last of the events that are still in the Olympics today. Golf. Golf's an interesting one because golf is only recently re-added to the Olympics. This year. This year. It hasn't been played since like 1904. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been like 100 years. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, who are you picking? Uh, I had a really tough time with this one and I actually, I heavily lobbied to use golf in our discussion because I thought golf would be very interesting to see Pokemon play golf. But I had a tough time picking one. And I ended up having to choose the same as Dan on this one, actually, because I think I think it's just the best choice, and it's Alakazam. Alakazam. It's, it's a great choice. That's why I made it. Tell us a little bit about what Alakazam looks like. Alakazam is, uh... Well, he's hard to describe. Uh, he's, he's, like, human in form. He has, like, arms and legs. He has kind of a big head. Mm-hmm. He evolves from Abra and then Kadabra. And by... He evolves by... He's a, he's a trade evolution. He's a trade evolution. You have to trade a Kadabra. Yep. He holds two spoons. Yes, he does. They amplify his... Psychic powers. He's a psychic Pokemon. He kind of like floats above the ground, but he has legs, so I think he could walk if he wanted to. Okay. There's some interesting th- stuff you want to add, if I don't mind adding. Go oh, right please ahead. do, please <clears throat> do. So, apparently, is uh, his muscles are really weak. Yes, I saw that. But his psychic powers are so strong that it actually holds up his rest of his body. So his head's so heavy that, and his neck can't support it, but his psychic powers uh, allow his head to stand up. 
basically sit up, or whatever you want to call it, off his neck. Okay. Um, Duke's brain is continually growing. His IQ exceeds over 5,000. Oh, snap. Is that 5,000 out of 6,000 stars based on both of <laughs> Oh, never mind. An actual <laughs> IQ. Okay. And remember, is, he apparently remembers everything. So if we're going to say that he remembers the course like, to the T. Has he done the course before? Good golf pun. I was going to say, yeah. Has he done the course before? I think he just had to look at a picture and he's good. Uh, Olympians and in professionals, I imagine. Well, definitely professionals. I'm not sure about Olympians. Professionals, you play a whole week before or okay. three I would or four think days so. beforehand. Yeah. And then on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you play. Yeah, okay. the course is not a um, secret. Also, he has telekinesis, which is basically all you need uh, when, to just... go- when golfing. Okay. So he's. I, I, could you say that's somewhat cheating? A little bit. I feel like Cause this is in golfing, all... you swing and the ball goes. Just because you swing it and it goes, and now you start using your powers to move it where you want to go. Um, one, two things. Um, maybe it's cheating. Maybe it's not in the world of Pokemon. I don't know. And I think he could also do it without people knowing. Mm. Like he wouldn't just make hole in ones every time. I think I feel, if I had that power and I was able to get away with it, I would make hole in ones every time because you'd also well, be then, known as the best. That'd golfer. be very suspicious. People would just say he's the best golfer. But, I mean, the thing is, though, Alakazam would take a shot and it would, like, hook right, and then he would just use his power and it would just automatically midair turn left. I think that's going to be very suspicious regardless. I feel like he wouldn't have a bad shot because automatically his second power would hit it. He's going to, yeah, he's going to do it right off the tee. He might be... He might be using his spoon to hit it. He seems to That's really like That's another thing spoons. I want to bring up. Is he going to be using his spoon? Because that back, his back is going to hurt if he's hunched over using. He could extend one, the spoon, but now don't. Can he leave one spoon away? Because then he's an Alec. Then he's a Kadabra. No, he's just an Alakazam with a less one less spoon. So he's only going to be holding one spoon with both hands. If he wants to use a spoon, so there's an interesting fact about Alakazam spoons. Actually, this is this is in Bulbapedia. Okay, one of the Pokemon descriptions said the spoons clutched in his hands are said to have been created by its psychic powers. Wow! That's so he just intense. created matter in the shape of a spoon because he likes spoons, and he, he could do that with a golf club if he had to. He could create a golf club with his psychic powers, but he chose spoons. The, I guess spoons are more useful for him day to day. Maybe he eats a lot of cereal, <laughs> a lot of a lot of soup. <laughs> yeah. But if he was golfing, he might make a golf club. Okay. Okay. Steve, would you uh, go with? So I picked Marowak, and it's kind of hard to describe what he looks like. Mm. Right, it is. It's like he he has two legs. He stands on two legs. He has a tail. He kind of looks like a baby Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, I see that. But with big arms, not tiny Tyrannosaurus arms. Um, and he has a kind of like a warrior skull helmet, but that's his head. It doesn't come off. His a previous one, Cubone did have a skull helmet on but it is now fused as to he his evolved head. It, that has become part of his head now the main reason i picked him is because he is holding a bone and he is one of the only pokemon that i can that i've found that holds some kind of a long item that could be applied in golf mm-hmm. and since he has experience using this and on bulbapedia which i guess we say is not a useful source now because of the whole pokeathlon it's a great stuff. source it's just not good for made up pokeathlon star statistics we need more we need more background okay fair enough um he is a, he is very very um well versed in using this bone he knows how to swing it very well and he can also use it as a boomerang that's just a fun fact. Really can't use a boomerang in golf, but he can use that. Oh, so cool. I think he's, he's skilled with a bone club. Exactly. So he, with that bone club, I think he's going to have a great time knocking it right down the fairway and playing a good game of golf. 
rather than, you know, right off the the tee with the spoon hit, using your telekinesis to make it, you know, wanted style curve the golf ball. I, I guess that's fair. I mean, it might be a little underhanded to telekinesis the golf ball, but that's the game we're playing. We have psychic powers, so we're going to use them. I mean... If I had to say something against Marowak, a golf a bone isn't a great thing to hit a ball with. It's it's kind of rounded. Is a spoon. A spoon well, that's is why, rounded. Yeah, he's that's why he's going to psychically create a golf club. Okay, that's my that's yeah, my yeah. counter so for just, that. Okay. Uh, they also said that Marowak um, uses he like beats rocks a lot with his bone. So if he wanted to, since he's very adept at using it, he could carve it in such a way that it could become a golf club. That's true. You never know. Make it a little flatter, perhaps. Okay. Get a nine iron or something in there. You never know. So, that's my argument for Marowak. Like I said, the only reason... The main reason I picked him is because he's the only Pokemon that has experience using some kind of a club uh, and using it to hit other things. That's what I'm ending with there. Anything else? Cool. Alright. Move on to the last one. I'm, I'm good. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So this is our last event of our Pokemon Olympics, unfortunately. And this is an event that is no longer in the Olympics anymore. This is polo. Now, we're not talking any kind of like water polo, because that is still in the Olympics. It's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. Yeah, I like water polo. Yeah. This but is polo, where different. you're riding some kind of a creature. In regular polo, it's a horse. Uh, for our Pokemon polo, we adapted it so that you, way you are a Pokemon on top of another type of Pokemon. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be a horse Pokemon. Because just, there's only really two. There's only really two. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be... In the first generation. In the first yes. generation. So it just needs to be some kind of Pokemon that they would be able to ride on top of. Okay? So, uh, Dan, who'd you pick? Uh, so, <clears throat> I went with um, Arcanine as my uh, quote-unquote horse. Okay. Um, and with... My uh, rider, I went with Marowak. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like that pick. Yeah, so I have um, Arcanine, who is supposed to ride with like this like gentle grace and with a great speed. And apparently he can ride for um, 24 hours at a time. He can just kind of just keep riding constantly. Um, and he... So basically, Marowak's going to be able to ride very calm and gracious, gracefully on top of Arcanine, and Marowak is, like, as you said, has great use of uh, a, bo- a bone, mm-hmm. so he'd be able to uh, hit the ball around pretty well. Nice. Steve, what'd you go with? I chose Rapidash mm-hmm. as my horse, essentially, because that is one of the only horse Pokemon in the first generation, besides Ponyta, which is its pre-evolution, and Magmar. So I stuck with the fire, because I don't want to have a Pokemon... Riding a flaming horse that cannot deal with fire. That was, that was good thinking. Because that yeah. would not be good at all. So, Rabidash is essentially a unicorn on fire. I think that's the easiest way of saying that's it. That's accurate. Yeah. It's white and it's on fire. Uh, it weighs 209 pounds or 95 kilograms and is 5 foot 7 feet tall or 1.7 meters. And its speed is about 150 miles per hour or 240 kilometers per hour. And um, it has a, it is very, very quick at getting away from other things that are chasing after it. So I think that is going to be a really, really good uh, advantage for it. It can reach its top speed in only 10 steps. 
So that's it can, great. It can go from right? zero to holy crap in ten <laughs> steps. That is great. Uh, yes. Just to to in Arcanine's favor, Dan did mention that he can run for twenty four hours. It said he's capable of running sixty two hundred miles in twenty four hours, which would put him at two hundred and fifty eight miles per hour. So quite a bit faster. Okay. Just, just I don't know the acceleration on that, but right. just so you know. Right. And who's to say that running that fast is even an advantage in polo? Because you have to stop a lot and turn a lot, so exactly that's going to be its turn radius is is yeah. big. You'd have to slow down considerably, I would think. Exactly, and also I don't think I explained who Arcanine is for the people that don't know. Go right ahead. Um, he is the uh, evolution of Growlithe, and uh, he is a like a giant um, dog, dog essentially. Yeah. A big and, dog. Uh, I always thought it was pronounced Arcanine. I'm going to be completely honest might, with it you. Might be, I, mean, I think it is Arc. It's supposed I to be. I say Arc- Arcanine, but like I, I think said, Arcanine sounds better personally than Arcanine. Because I really haven't said the name Arcanine since I was in, like, fifth grade or something. So, anyway. But, yeah. And also, I um, real quick, and then I'll let you finish your point. I'm good with my point, so we can move on to Chris after your Well, I feel like I I understand why you did Magmar. Magmar, fire Pokemon, and he does have opposable thumbs, which allows him to grip things, opposed to some other Pokemon we've been discussing about. So, as long as he is right on top of Ponyta holding on while... Or Rapidash, excuse me, while they're going... Uh, he'll have no problem sticking with it and playing the game. Chris? Um, so, real quick fact about Polo. It was last played at the 1936 Olympics, so it's also been a while for that one. And some call it the oldest team sport. Well, hmm. I don't know how old it is, but I just saw that. Anyway, so, my um, my kind of uh, horse substitute Pokemon is going to be Kadabra. Hmm. And you might be thinking, Chris, that's a bipedal Pokemon. You can't ride him. What do you stand on his shoulders? Well, Kadabra has like a big tail. Like a big fat tail. I don't know what it is. Kind of looks like a like a slug tail. But uh I'm saying that's what would ri- what the rider would sit on. Okay. And my rider is going to be Farfetch'd. Okay. Farfetch'd is a duck-like Pokemon who holds a onion, a green onion. Um he's pretty small, but he's pretty skilled with his green onion. Um, one of the descriptions of it was the sprig of green onion it holds is its weapon. It is used much like a metal sword. Ooh! So I think he's going to be very skilled with the with the green onion. He's going to be able to hit it very well. He's using it like a sword, so he's going to have good accuracy, good power. And I think he's going to negate the speed advantage of Arcanine and Rapidash because Kadabra can teleport him wherever the ball is. Interesting. So he will just be teleporting directly to the ball. He'll hit it, whacking it, and, and then teleporting to that area. That's that's what he's going to do. Now, it might be hard for him to do that when Rapidash is running around, and the faster Rapidash goes, the higher its flames go around them and leaving a trail of fire behind them. So Rapidash could literally create a wall of fire around Kadabra, or wherever Kadabra uh, appears, there could be fire all around him, making things very difficult. He should be okay with fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that green onion with a uh, you know little flames next to it. A biggie, right? Yeah. It, it's toasted. Yeah. It's a nice little. One thing that's interesting about Farfetch is that he cannot get away with, with like he cannot leave his it's, green onion. Spring, it's right? like highly important to him. Yeah. Sentimental value or something. Is the green onion going to be able to hit a ball? I thought the same thing, right? You think it's kind of soft, but just the fact that he said it used it like a metal sword. Like, they didn't say sword. Like, he's just, like, a metal sword. So that must mean it has some rigidity to it. I think it means he just has a lot of strength to whip 
his... Well, then I think they shouldn't have chosen Metal Sword as the comparison. That's Bulbapedia. I think we're pointing out some flaws. But this isn't... This is this is just the description from one of the Pokemon games. Oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't write down which one it came from, but, like, that's what the Pokédex from one of the Pokemon Says. games. Okay, yeah. interesting. So, yeah, so I'm going with that and Magmar, uh, Rapidash and Magmar. I feel like Magmar also, he he feels, like, very unstable to me. Why not? He has a Why? base uh, temperature of, like, 2200 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Um, so, so just because he's hot, he's unstable? I don't know if he can be able to be on top of Rapidash. That, that might be too hot for Rapidash. Yeah. Even. It's the, the faster she or he goes, the more flames there are going to be able to keep up with Magmar's heat. But Rapidash isn't it's gonna, made it's of gonna, fire. It, no, but it's going to um, not force Rapidash, but encourage Rapidash to go faster. It might also melt Rapidash. I don't know. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, one thing that I wanted to bring up about uh, Arcanine was that when uh, he, the Pokemon, was introduced, it actually was introduced as a legendary Pokemon but um, has since been dropped or there's been some Down, uncertainty downgraded of uh, whether he actually is still legendary or not. Interesting. Because yeah. hmm. so when he was introduced huh. in, the, in the show, they introduced him through the Pokedex as a legendary Pokemon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We said no legendaries. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So. Cool. Any final thoughts you want to add as to why? Do you, why was Polo discontinued? Do you know? Uh, well, one thing I read that it, it would be, like, logistically really hard to bring all the horses, because, uh, I think a polo team was, like, four or five players on a team. And, th- and the, uh, the playing uh, well, field is huge, which I didn't know, but oh, I saw, com- like, they had a, a diagram online compared to, like, a soccer field, and it was much larger than a soccer field. Interesting. Mm. Also, each player can play with, like, 15 to 20 horses in a match. Wow. So, like, you're, That's you're, a lot you're of talking, horses. like... Upwards of fifty to sixty horses per team to like bring through customs in another country, hmm. and I think it was just the logistics of doing that was not good at the Olympics. I'm sure Peta had something to say about the treatment of the horses or something. Which well, it's it's still a very popular sport. It's uh, know, Argentina. Yeah. It's really popular in Argentina. Maybe they'll bring it back. Who knows? That'd be pretty cool, though. I think there's a better chance of tug of war coming back. <laughs> I agree. All right, any final thoughts before we uh, close off our second Pokemon and our second and last Pokemon episode? I I just I liked I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one too. This one was a lot of fun. Yes. Really got our imaginations going trying to think how could Pokemon relate to the real world, especially with Pokemon Go now. It's kind of like they are one now. Mm-hmm. So to think, oh, that'd be cool if you had a Pokemon doing this or if you're training one to do a certain event. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Thanks and, everyone. Uh, go Thanks. team USA. Yes, go Team USA. Enjoy the Olympics. Uh, hopefully, the United States comes out on top. So, Chris and Dan, thank you so much for being on. I really exactly. appreciate you guys uh, doing I know there's a lot of research involved. You guys did a lot of cool notes and came out with a lot of cool ideas and arguments. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. As always, uh, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate. Thanks for listening. Oh, Ash, I'm so proud of you. You're finally going to fulfill your dream and start your Pokemon training. I packed your sneakers and jeans, nice clean shirts and underwear, and your favorite snacks and some hot chocolate in case you want something hot. But be careful not to burn yourself. And a pair of rubber gloves to do your laundry, and a new clothesline to hang it out to dry. Uh, Mom, you're embarrassing me! In front of all these people? Don't you know I'm a big kid now? Pokemon trainers can take care of themselves! 
The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.